This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Happy Friday. Welcome into your weekend. It's time for another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. It's great to be back with everybody. And this is going to be fun. We've got Final Four weekend, baseball underway, basketball hitting the home stretch with just about eight games or so left for most teams. An MVP race that is shaping up to be one of the closest in history it's going to be epic and we're going to try to break it all down and talk about all of that with you fine folks today to get you set for the weekend we got a lot happening my friend yeah it's good to talk to you Carm. good to talk to eric eric ostrowski our executive producer today my friend and last week i go one and three Carm, you go one and one we go two and three yeah folks we're not like you know if you go to gambling twitter 99 percent of the people win <laughs> You never see the, you hey, I went one and four, right. never, never see the one and five. Uh, it's been a great, great uh, couple days. I, I want to congratulate a sport that I have uh, basically besmirched for the last 15, 20 years because of what they did to it, the game of baseball. We're oh. finally going back to its tradition. Uh, the, the shift is gone. Thank you. It would not only stop... Uh, the opponent's hitters, but it stops your own hitters by going to that ridiculous shift that should have never been implemented. Glad to see that. The shot clock, mm. outstanding, mm. big fan. Uh, the bases, it's a joke. Uh, they should go back to the old bases. I don't think it's because of the safety issue. Sort of like walking on a girder, 30, 30 uh, stories up, folks. If you have a 12-inch girder, and really they go, don't worry about it. We're going to extend it three inches. You're still not walking on that girder. <laughs> Probably okay? not. That's true. The running but, game. But it did well, seem to help a little bit yesterday. For I mean, it's one game, so who the hell knows? Carl, but. The, the, the very first game, Atlanta, they throw twice uh, when Acuna's on. The third time you can't throw. That's true. He had he, he started well, running. It was you, an it's an automatic yes. stolen base. If you don't pick him off successfully, that's right. an automatic steal. That's true. And that's what yep. they are. Here, I'll give you give you the stats. The first last year opening day, five stolen bases, four caught. Mm. Yesterday, twenty three stolen bases. I think there was two or three. I caught. think it was two. I two. think you're right about that. And, yeah. and, and if you throw twice over, you're screwed. The well, guy. I mean, what do you do? Run at him? I don't understand. Is that an attempt? Because that's a tough rule, man. It is. That one's tough for the pitchers. I, I, now, I totally agree with you about the pitch clock. Oh, This yes. is going to be the greatest thing to happen to baseball in our lifetime. Yeah. It, it is bringing it back, I think you're right, Mike, to a time when the game was much quicker. One of the unintended consequences of the analytics revolution, and I get it. You want to oh, be smart. You, it is dra- It has made the games drag to a grinding halt. It was the it, nerds and the dorks, and I have to say it, the major networks that cover baseball, from this one to Fox to everybody else, that put in their notes, talk about the launch angle, talk about all this nonsense. Oh, do your openers in Tokyo. 
Do an oh, opener God, in please. Tokyo. <laughs> Yesterday they went back to their roots because they're hearing advertisers say, hey, you know what? We're done advertising in the seventh inning. People are gone because it wasn't the game that was boring. Like Carmen says, folks, it was the downtime. Yes. Tony La Russa, five relievers in one inning, going in and out for each batter. They, they, the players, the managers are the ones that ruined the game. Stepping out of the box, looking up, posing. Derek Jeter, the so-called oh. captain, the worst offender of them all. Poppy, too. They all were. You're right. They were. And, and here's another thing they got to do, because they got this all straightened out now. Get announcers that know the game. For 15 years, I had to listen to national announcers that didn't know a double from a sacrifice bunt and the pregame shows. Maybe you get away from the guys who cheated that are doing your pregame. I mean, I'm sorry, Alex Rodriguez. He's a a darling for the media. For the media. What did you think of that? Get out there and talk to the people and the media that doesn't want to say anything, that thinks he's the worst representative you have, you could have for all the nonsense he did. I listened to a little bit of the national broadcast for the Sox game. I had us on. I had had Lennon DJ. I thought Roger Clemens was really good, actually. I don't know if you thought the same thing. I thought he was really good. I thought he was good, but shame on them all. Well. You regret the steroid use, <laughs> Roger. You can't bring these guys on and pretend it didn't happen. We're trying. Baseball's cleaning up, and you got Roger Clemens and A Rod as your A guys. Come on. I will, I will say this, that the pace of what I saw oh, yesterday, it was great. There were uh, all uh, 30 teams in action, so 15 games. Two of them, I believe, were under two hours and 15 minutes. Nothing in London. Nothing in Tokyo. Not getting up at three in the morning. Ignoring the the major league fan base called Americans. The average time of game was like 247. And that was with a 10-9 game. Or 242 maybe. Yeah, with a 10-9 game. That's true. Average game time was like 242. I think it was the uh, fastest average game time on an opening day since 1985. So... I think it's going to have the desired effect. Um, it seems like pitchers are calling their own games. It was great. What is right? I like the button. With I yeah. got to get one of those. The, on the when it's con. time to dinner for dinner, right. I hit B. Just have B got a little uh, catcher's mitt hanging from the pots. The spaghetti and meatballs beep, beep, are ready. Beep, let's go. <laughs> it's like My time God. To, time to come upstairs. I mean, I there's it. no more fingers between the what by the catcher. Awesome. It's it's, it's just what? become a better game. I watched six games full yesterday. You know how many games I watched full the last ten years? Six. <laughs> because because. You would get tired. It wasn't the game. It was the nonsense, the downtime. That's what bored everybody. So It was so good. I think it's going to be great. I thought Dylan Cease was fantastic. I mean, obviously, he was great, right? They saved me because here's what happened yesterday, folks. Mike's ready to go. Okay. (laughs) Boom. I get a run and a half with Washington. Get beat. Boom. Atlanta and the Yankees both win. I go against them getting a run and a half. I go 0-4 my first two games. I mean, my first four games. And then... Pappy does what he tells people not to do. He doubles his bets, and he takes the white side. Nicely done. They're leaving 12 men on base. I know. I'm ready to get a book at the airport to get to Houston to talk to these guys. Vaughn, I was ready to light him up. How about up it? With the big shot. How about it, Mike? And yeah, I was ready to say we miss a Brayu. And then I bet Seattle that beats oh, Cleveland 3 to nothing, and I end up winning money. See? There we go. Beautiful. You can't give up. Now, that's how you, that's how you rally, folks, right there. Um, it was close, boy, because I'll tell you, Vegas took – I know Vegas for a fact by giving out the Yankees and 
by the the public had to win the Yankee game. The public mm. for the money line. The public. The only problem is if you lose it, you you lose uh, you know uh, two hundred bucks on a hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. What uh, a so it's a, it was great. Um, Cubs are off today with the built-in uh, weather day that they obviously didn't need. Uh, because they got it in yesterday under Gabby fine conditions. Swanson, baby. Yeah, Dansby after a tough spring Dansby. with, uh, I think, three hits, right? Good for Dansby. Yeah, three hits. Yeah. I mean, the pitching was good. Pitching was the, good from Stroman. They're concentrating on, on fielding the baseball. They hit the right cutoff. Man, I watched that game yesterday. I'm very pleased with both teams. My yeah. wife took the over. Uh, for a considerable amount of money at 77. Okay. And I took the Texas Rangers. You know, we did this last year we and did. we were 2 and 2. I'm I only took two teams but for more money. I took Texas at 82 and a half, so I'm losing 5 nothing yesterday. Oh, how about they, that game? Oh, baby, they yeah. come up. They're going to be all right, but DeGrom got a little bit of a taste of mm-hmm. uh, the new team. Yeah, as long as DeGrom stays healthy, I think you're good with that though. I, like I kind of like that. Well, yeah. the other part of the your other pitchers are pretty good. They are. No, they I And I they think picked up hitting. The, the what they've added the last two off seasons if that team stays healthy, I like that better. And how about that division? It's not all that tough. Oh, I mean, it depends on what the Angels do. Look, oh, I think Houston Christ, and the Mariners are going to be good. It's the same old May. It's the same old Angels. The guy that's better than Babe Ruth. Okay, I'm fine. They they didn't get a run. He got, you know, Otani. Okay? He's amazing, though. He struck out He's 10. amazing. I yeah, mean, I understand. But they act, I mean, my, my God, all right? Get in the playoffs because they don't manage to do that. It's crazy. Babe Ruth managed to get his team in the playoffs. Uh, look, it's game one. I still think this will, will be the year for the Angels, but who the Do hell you knows? Really? I think so, but who knows? You deserve Joe Madden back in the oh, top for the Cubs. <laughs> they, need, they need Rendon to come back and give them something for there what are, they signed him for. Well, I watched this kid Corbin from Washington. He had a good couple years, and then they he, signed him to this big deal. Yeah, he fell off the table. He fell off the table. Some of the money, the big money hurts some of these guys yeah. sometimes. Um, all right, so the White Sox, the Cubs are off today. Kind of a light slate. The White Sox play tonight. They'll go for oh, a, a 2 0 start. And Mikey Another hit. Another win. Right. Mikey hit it last night. They were a considerable underdog. They're a dog again tonight, about plus 125. Astros on the money I line, paid minus 175. Oh, I wow. paid 170 for the run and a half. Okay, so I was nice. having a major and a minor heart attack at the same time. No kidding. Yeah, that's when you get a sharp pain, but then just a nut. <laughs> then it goes away, but the arm goes numb. You it, know what I'm saying. It's Lance Lynn versus Christian Javier tonight. Lance Good Lynn picture. just three and six in his nine career starts in Minute Maid. Yeah, but he's got lit up by Houston over the yeah, last few times he started against him. Look what he did he, yesterday. He was awesome. At, here's a stat for everybody, and you might have heard this. If I you love were, stats for everybody. Listen to this. At, first of all, the White Sox were the first team in a decade to beat the Astros in their home opener. The Astros haven't started 0-2 since the 2011 season, yeah. so pretty well, impressive. Get ready. Yeah, let's get ready. Is right. Ready let's go, Lance Lynn. You know what? That's right, Lance. Come on tonight. All right? Hopefully the girth isn't as big as last year right? when he came back. My now, God. with the White Sox back on the air here on your home for White Sox baseball, yep. ESPN 1000, uh, you'll get us. There'll be some Fridays where we still might get squeezed in if they play a day game, Run things like morning, that. 7 o'clock Saturday. But we are on every Saturday morning at 7 and, and catch up. And how about Eric Ostrowski? You know, get getting this up by eleven thirty every every Friday. Well, so that's the beautiful the thing. You can yep. always catch up on demand. Remember that. Just go to the app. Buy about eleven thirty or so every Friday morning, late uh, morning, early afternoon. If you're on the ESPN Chicago app, you will get the latest edition. How of about the, the anniversary couple. party? Real quick, it was fun. It was great to see all the listeners. Great to see people like Waddle, you, Yerk, Danny McNeil, Harry. Uh, had a good time talking to Harry. It was and awesome. Yurk. I mean, the whole the whole uh, G and Greco. Yep. 
Lou, Lou. Canales. I mean, yeah. Bruce Levine was back for a little bit. Oh, did, said, was yeah, he? I Bruce liked was to there. It was awesome. Jesse, nice. I mean, the whole crew. Good time. Uh, good, great job by everybody. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was great that you stopped by, too. All right, coming well, up, we got our guy Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap. We'll talk about the Final Four weekend, some of those tickets, baseball, uh, opening day, and how about some uh, NBA stuff, including uh, changing odds you know, out west, wow. and the MVP thing is just getting Crazy. to be sensational. I mean, it's going to come down yep. to the wire. So it's really good stuff. We'll talk to Luke about all that. We're going to preview. We'll do a deep dive in a little bit on both of the final four games for Saturday. We'll uh, preview FAU and San Diego State for you, plus Miami and UConn. So we got a lot to do, folks. Do not go anywhere. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple, and we're coming right back. You're listening to The Odds Couple. With Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. You'll get the encore replay over the air on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 every Saturday morning at 7. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you, and we are joined by one of our favorites. He's uh, on every Friday with us to talk about the hot tickets at PropSwap.com. And on the free app, make sure you have that on your smartphone, Chicago's very own Luke Pergandy. Oh, look, the Masters. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's up, What's Luke? What's up, Luke? Good time of year, isn't it? Final Four, Masters is next week. It's great for you guys. Seriously. Yeah, this will be, I would say this next eight day stretch, you know, this weekend plus the Masters will be the hottest time of the year. These tickets are just exploding in value in March Madness. And then Masters is certainly the most popular golf tournament of the year. So hopefully Shuffler doesn't run away with it. Um, You know, Rory's like seven to one right now. Justin Thomas is around 20 to one. Um, So you can find some value. Um, And then, you know, talking about Final Four, man, like, you can, we have a monster UConn ticket at price at minus 114. Mm-hmm. That's the best price in the world on UConn. Um, so someone's going to get a great deal on that. They're minus 125 everywhere. Yeah. Um, UConn is to win the national championship. And then um, FAU, FAU's around 6-1 to one wow. right wow. now. Like well. They just they punched Kansas State in the mouth at their own game um, playing such good offense last week. So to me, like at worst, just grab a, a Florida Atlantic ticket at six to one, and then if they go on a, a nice run during the game mm-hmm. for SDSU, just flip it. Yeah. Well, you know, this this, uh, this could not have worked out better for you guys either, right? With teams like San Diego State, FAU, Miami. I mean, even UConn, uh, considering the little mini funk they were in when they got into uh, tournament play after a great November and mm-hmm. December. I mean, this is what uh, we talk about all the time. This is where the value is when a bunch of long shots have made it to the final four. You got two games to go and you had so you've got some real long shots on the board uh, as recently as probably just three or four weeks ago. Totally. Yeah. The other three teams, I mean, FAU obviously was 1500 to one and some bucks just out of control. Um, And then the other two teams, SDSU and man, and we, we talked about SDSU. You guys asked me like mid February, what were some long shots that like SDSU was over a hundred to one and they were ranked 20th. You know, it just didn't, didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. So, wow. um, there, those tickets are worth a ton of money. Of course, FAU, Miami, you could have found it eighty to one, um, and even UConn. We're selling UConn tickets of people that got them at thirty to one uh, pre-tournament. You know, just two days before the the tournament started. So, all four of these teams have just been a, a perfect outcome, and 
people made a ton of money. And then, you know, lastly, that Gonzaga guy. So we announced the sale last week. He had a $50 bet on Argentina to win the World Cup. He had Georgia to win the national championship. And then the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. $50 bet. Sold it for 8000 Wow. On props up. Uh, just Gonzaga was remaining. That's awesome. And, you know, just. Amazing, like one of the bets of the year to turn fifty bucks into into eight thousand. Awesome. Well, that's what makes the site yep. great. Number one, number two, you guys came up with this great idea. But here's the deal with the Masters. Uh, as a guy that competes, as a guy that, as we've all been overlooked at one time in our life, I saw the odds on the live golfers in this thing. And what's the action like right now? Are you guys able to take, of course, live action because they're playing in the Masters? But I'm seeing for some of these guys like DJ and, and Cam Smith and some of these guys in the 20s, 29 to 1 and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Is, are you getting action on the live golfers or is it mostly the PGA guys? For sure. No, anyone that's playing in the Masters next weekend is, is action, so no doubt. Did you, you see the odds on some of those live golfers? Aren't they a little bit insulting almost? Yeah, I mean, yeah, DJ's been a little bit quiet over the last year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Taking a stab at him at 30-1 to 1 is worth yeah. it. Like he's one of the most talented golfers ever. Um, so totally agree with that. I think JT at 20-1, to 1, like I mentioned, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I, I get it, Mike, for sure. I think Cam Smith, JT, uh, yeah. the, the, it, when, and we talk about this. When you get into a tournament like this with this strong of a field, to have a player as good as Justin Thomas at 20 to 1 or Cam Smith at 20 to 1 or even DJ if he gets hot at 20, I'm looking at 28 to 1 right now. 30, like mm-hmm. we said, maybe 30 to 1. I mean, uh, Will Zalatoris who's banging on the door winning one of these 33 to one. I mean, yeah. that, that it's, that's why betting the golf futures is fun. Great. Yeah. Morikawa, Morikawa yeah. is such a good young golfer yes. out of Berkeley. Um, so yeah, all those guys. And again, like just, just because the round starts, like people think like, Oh, you buy a ticket on prop stuff and I can't resell it. Like, no, like these sales are happening, you know, super fast during the rounds on the sixth hole on the 16th hole. Like this stuff is flying off the shelf. Mm. throughout each day so um it's not just you know buy it and forget it people are buying and selling all day long on every day before we let you go it's time for our weekly uh, update on the nba mvp odds the last each of the last two years it has been joker one and beat two it looks like we are heading for a third straight year where in some order they're going to finish one they're going to finish one two let's face it it's going to be a third <laughs> straight year where it's these two guys at the top and beat is now down to only a minus 105 favorite so joker inches closer at plus 110 how much will Embiid sitting out that matchup in denver earlier this week hurt him seriously i i don't get it he's he's a warrior like i think he's one of the best players ever to play this game and he's for the most part durable, he's certainly not perfect. He's, he has sad games for sure. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really understand that one. That was kind of a head-scratcher. He's, he's usually pretty tough and understands when games are super high-profile. You, you bet, you know, get in there. Um, so that was a weird one, and I definitely think it hurt his stock. Yeah. He's played twice since 2014 in Denver. That's mm, what I heard. Something like is that, that right, right, Mike? Wow. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I realized that. Yeah. I, Wow. Out of, that out of a large sample size, Mike? Like we're no, it's not sample know, size. I mean, games. they don't play as many. Well, as they, it's, they play own. once a year, but still, yeah. I mean, twice. That's, I don't know. That, well, it's, no, it's bad to duck, yeah. guys. I mean, it, it's, this is the kid that doesn't show up for the fist fight, okay, mm. that he was challenged. 
That's what it looked like to me because he played against yeah. Phoenix. He, Why didn't he blow off Phoenix? Well, and he played the other Phoenix? night then, too. He That's and Harden right. were back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and, and then Joker sat out last night with a calf injury. I don't know if he's going to play tonight. I think he's questionable for tonight in Phoenix. Giannis so. is the poor guy that I think is suffering here. They've been like, they've had three or four losses in their last 30 well, games. They got hammered last night. I know. I understand. And, and, I, and it was almost like they were caught in a tough spot. It was their fifth game in seven days. Exactly. And so they Brutal. were in a tough spot. And yep. I understand. But I think you can't take that sample size yeah. and, and ignore what Giannis is You're, done you're right about the schedule spot for them oh, last night. Second tough. of a back to back. And I think you're right, Mike, like five and five seven. And seven. Yep. They, they were down 50, I think, at one point. Yes, I mean, it was, it, it was absurd. I, I almost couldn't believe it. Yeah, I had, he'll suffer for that. Yeah, it was, that was bad. Yeah. All right, Luke, uh, have a great weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you next Friday. Masters, it's going to be fun. And enjoy the Final Four in the championship game on Monday night. Cool, guys. You too. Can't All wait. Right. All right, buddy. There he is, Luke Pergandy. Oh, Follow guy. him on Twitter and Instagram. You He's know what? I mean, I hate being disrespected. You hate being, being, being disrespected. I understand the lip golfers probably don't always get along to, with the other guys. There's going to be the Masters dinner. There's going to be, you know, White Castle. You know, <laughs> I love the PGA. I can't stand live golf, but I'll tell you this right now. If I'm a live golfer and I've won a major and I'm 30 to 1, I, I'm going to put everything I got to try to win this thing. I mean, it's almost like Joe Namath had to win it for the AFC to become credible. Yeah. That's why they did have ended up being a, a, a superpower to the NFL because both they merged. Mm. What would, seriously, Greg Norman give for a live golfer to win the Masters? Oh, Seriously. my God, please. It'd huh? be huge. Are you kidding? And I think Rory and them don't want that. I think so you're absolutely right. It should right. be interesting. I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Bulls have a game tonight. Uh, early game there in Charlotte on the East Coast against the Hornets. They're, uh, there's some money coming in on the Bulls here. It was about nine early this playing morning. Playing better basketball. They are playing better. It's out but to nine and a half. they opened their mouth. Beverly the other night was atrocious. They held him to no points after he shot his mouth off against the Lakers in a big win. But then they come home and get their brains beat. I know. And they embarrassed him. Yeah, I mean, LeBron and uh, AD were pretty awesome in that game. Yeah, AD's been great, period, in March. I mean, he's really, they're 8-4. He's their the, best player. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, you know, and LeBron's back, Reeves and that's helpful. Good, yes, LeBron, he is. They're going to be trouble. I mean, I wouldn't want to play I wouldn't want to play him either, Mike. No. I'm with you. If yeah. AD doesn't get hurt, I'm with you. I don't think I'd want to play them See, in a series right now. here's what LeBron's right got to do. If they win this, then he goes into another, that category near Jordan. He does, because nobody has these guys. Or nobody did. Now I heard where some people think they're going to win the title. Let's not go over. I wouldn't either. I'd slow down on that. I'm with you. Slow down. But if he did this with the way that, and I know they made some pickups at trade deadline. Huge, yeah. But you still got Davis and him. Now who's going to be the third guy? Is Reeves the guy that steps up or is there somebody else? That's what they're going to need. Yeah. Uh, I gave this stat out last Friday when the Bulls played a road game and they were a favorite and they won easily, but I'll give it out again. This has not been a good spot despite the win in Portland last week. The Bulls are just 2-8-1 and one against the spread when they lay points away from the UC and they're laying almost double digits against a surprisingly feisty Hornets team playing out the string. They've been yeah, pesky nine, lately. Right, the Hornets? Yeah, they're getting nine. They've got, they've got outright wins in the last Last uh, 10 days or so uh, against the Mavs twice, the Thunder and the Pacers, all teams, you know, sort of fighting for the playoffs. So the Hornets have been surprisingly feisty. You wonder how much the Bulls are playing for here. They're going to be the 10 seed. Uh, Washington's not going to catch them. I think Washington is content with, you know, just being out of the playoffs. Now, Indiana, the same thing. The Bulls will be the 10 seed. So you start wondering about motivation for certain teams this time of year. be looked down upon by me because what he did was phenomenal. He's the greatest. I mean, there's no doubt. I saw 
another Bobby Knight tape this week where Bobby Knight said, don't even name another player close to him. Mm. And, but, but he was one of the worst owners in the history terrible. of this game. It's terrible, it's absolutely Mike. atrocious, and he should be ashamed of himself. They're going to have, now that the Kings made the playoffs, they've got the longest streak, I think, in the NBA, yeah. right, without making the playoffs? And the Kings? We well, what probably, the, the Kings are, what a story. They were 400-1 at Four, the beginning of the season. Come on, what a story. Right? That doesn't, now, that doesn't usually happen in that league, folks. It doesn't. Usually, things go according it's, to plan. I, I, Sacramento I, being the playoffs ain't I, according to plan. I picked them to be in the play-in tournament, which is no, not okay, technically good for the, you, Carl. That I, was great. But even that, I could have never envisioned this, Mike. I mean, I thought no. they'd be one of the ten. I, I figured they'd be in that nine or ten spot. Who could have envisioned this? It's incredible. I can't wait for uh, you know. I, I really watched, and I know Milwaukee got their brains beat in. But I want to see somebody beat them at full strength in, their, in seven games. I do. I'm it, with you. I want I, to see it. I was telling one of our teammates from uh, ESPN Milwaukee and from WTMJ, Greg Matzik, yesterday. I said, yeah. I still don't know that as long as nobody, as long as Holiday, Lopez, Giannis, and, 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 Middleton. Uh, and Middleton. yeah, He played great if, the night before, I mean, the it, game before. Mike, if those four together, uh, and I think the Celtics are really good. I wouldn't put no. too much stock into last night. I'm with no. you. I don't think anybody beats Milwaukee in seven games if those four are healthy. They, that's they that's will, me. They will win it. That's me. I think I'm so. telling you. And I think they could win it all. All right, coming up next, Jim Miller's got some ponies. Big, uh, or uh, Actually, we'll do Jimmy in about tw- 20 minutes or so. we got to get uh, the, a fountain of youth pick. Uh, I think that's this weekend. We're going to really dive deep into the final four games for everybody coming up next. Um, we got a, a deep dive we can give you on some of the statistical angles for FAU and San Diego State and Miami and UConn to decide who is going to go head-to-head for the national championship on Monday night. So we'll get into some of that. Jim Miller a little bit later on. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Every weekend, Mike and I are with you on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay Saturday morning at 7. Let's talk a little bit more about Final Four weekend. Uh, They said it was wide open, and uh, usually they say that, and the Blue Bloods still make it this year. Well, it held uh, true for the most part. Only one what you'd call Blue Blood, uh, the UConn Huskies. Other than that, FAU, San Diego State, Miami, not a single one, two, or three seed makes the Final Four for the first time since seeding began. Pretty incredible. And when you look at that first game, Mike, FAU and San Diego State, I, you know, at the start of the tournament, might have been unlikely. One of those teams will be in the national championship game on Monday night. San Diego State, about a three-point favorite. And you knew the total was going to be low because both these teams can guard 131.5 is the total in this game on Saturday. What do you th- whether you think nil is good or not, whether you think the transfer portal is good or not, uh, one thing's for sure. Uh, uh, the nonsense that only five or ten colleges now have money to pay these athletes. And I heard Barkley say mm-hmm. there's going to be only a certain amount. He's out of his mind. I'm with you, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to turn yeah. things where you, the seeds will mean nothing. Now, I remember talking to Jay Billis on Twitter and Stan Verrett on Twitter, who I, I respect them both. But they, you know, they wanted these guys paid. Well, it's gotten obnoxious now, and now somebody's got to step in because there's going to be guys that play two years that get millions of dollars to go to college and then can just leave, you know, and go somewhere else. I think it's good as far as parity now. Mm-hmm. 
but the big boys are done as far as dominating ever again because North Carolina, for instance, my God, they didn't even have that good a year. Mm-mm. They've lost a couple players already uh, from last year's team because they were supposed to win it all. And things didn't work out. Maybe Hubert Davis didn't play him. Maybe his coaching's not all that. But that's what you're going to start seeing, Carm. And that's why it's, you got teams like this. And, and I'm happy for yeah. these teams. And I definitely don't have a play on any one of them. Because you want to know something? Everybody's getting acquainted with them because that's nobody, all these experts, none of them had these four teams. And maybe UConn. UConn, I would say. Yeah, that's maybe, it. Maybe. But yeah. they were a fifth seed. So, I mean, there were other teams that were picked way ahead of UConn, even though some brackets had them. Boy, I tell you, UConn's been impressive. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've got But they're only five and a half. Yeah, Six. it's only five and a half. No, yeah. you're right. It's hanging. Yeah, I mean, now it looks like you're right. The latest line does have UConn. But, but nobody's going to tell me they know who's going to win these two games. No, I think, uh, I, right? I got to be honest, even though there's not maybe the. FAU the rec- won 31 games. I know. I know. For the tournament. They, they're on an 11 game winning streak, Mike. They're 8 yeah. and 3 against the number during that stretch. Um, they're holding opponents to a true shooting percentage below 50% this season, 12th best in the country. San Diego State's got an eight-game winning streak going. They're 7-1 and one ATS in that stretch. They've allowed 55.8 per, uh, points per game during the winning streak. I mean, it's been, you know, and even though we're talking about you know, grinding it out a little bit, playing defense, and we don't maybe know all these it's guys as well, it's product. been fun. Yeah, it's a great product. Look, I heard De'Aaron Fox, who I like. I always said he should have been drafted, uh, oh, you know, good. before Lonzo he's Ball. Good. He was He's really good. So but good. for him to criticize the NCAA, when I watched a slop fest of defense not played at the de- in the NBA, and he was questioning the shooting. Well, I'll question the intensity, uh, the competitiveness of, of the NBA when you have games going to 260. It's atrocious. I, mean, I love the product. I love the kids, like from Princeton, diving into the stands, okay, to try to win a game for the front of the jersey. That, it, that's why I like this tournament. It has changed. There's not a whole lot of stars. You can tell me who the stars are of this tournament, and most people still don't know. No, yeah. I do have uh, uh, an angle and uh, one play on I the love first angles. game. Yep, I'll do that during best play. So I do have one thing for the Final Four on Saturday. The second game is Miami and UConn. Like Mike said, uh, as good as UConn's been, you know, still somewhere around a five and a half, six point favorite against Miami. Maybe you thought that was going to be more, but yeah. it's not the case. Big total in this game, obviously. I love Larry Nagan. I just I found too. out he's not Italian. No, no, yeah, he's not. Yeah. I know. We do. That turned me off a little bit. I love I th- him. Well, they say the vowel thing. Well, hey, you know what? The Cuban people have vowels at the end of their yes. name, too. Yep. Castro, yeah. uh, you know, Larinaga. I mean, you know, so I still love the guy. I love what love he's him. done. Love him. I think he can really yep. coach. Second time he's got a program in the Final Four. Remember, he helped get George Mason there back in. Yes. God, what was that, 06, 07, whenever that was. Um, this should a be a tournament. Yeah, it has been. And I think both these teams are good. I've been very impressed with UConn, uh, top 11 in the nation in both adjusted offense and defense. They're 9-1 against the spread in their last 10. Average margin of victory in the tournament for UConn, you ready? 22.5 points per game. They have just been dominating teams. Miami, as we talked about last week. Scrappy. Scrappy and a yep. really good, good underdog. 9-2 against mm-hmm. the spread when getting points this year. Very impressive. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, like last Saturday, folks, you know, when, when they used to say to people back in the 60s, forget about that other thing, the Western show that, uh, what's that guy, Seth, Seth does, uh, the, uh, uh, the old days of the West. How about the 60s when they tell you to retire? Yeah, you can retire. You won't have any air conditioning in your house. The most fun you'll have is working on your car in the driveway. I'm sitting at home. 
I got 100 channels. Baseball's on all day. Last Saturday, and my dad, he'd be dreaming if I told him this. Last Saturday, I bet golf, the mm. NBA, NCAA, preseason exhibition baseball. Oh, my God. Oh, it was, it's, it's a cornucopia right now, Carl. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the big time back then was go eat Chinese and then bowling. I mean, that was it. <laughs> and grab a There was no yeah. devices. That's great. You know? I mean, now, now, please, you're right. It's oh, all at your fingertips. I, mean, I never want to leave the house. It's really something. You want to go to a game? I mean, I respect. Look, I loved going to games when I was a kid because you couldn't see them on TV sometimes. Right. You and had to go to the games. Like, this weekend is fun. You're right. You can bet baseball. You can bet some NBA. There's Final Four. Like, they're I really, you can spread it around. hockey on a portable TV and never saw the puck on black and white TV. It, it was that little, the puck. It's what's killed hockey. Now, it, now, now it's great. It is better. With the better. big TV. HTV, uh, HDTV helps oh. hockey for sure. It's one of the hardest things that hockey's had to overcome. I never saw TV Bobby Hall put a goal in the net when he took a slapper. And the, you're not joking, right? You would I mean, see, you would, no, you'd see the goalie taking it out because you never saw the puck. I mean, it's been the biggest <laughs> challenge for hockey over the years, Mike. It's you're not right wrong. now, though, man. TNT does a pretty good job. By the way, saw Eddie Olchek, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was there last week. It was great having Eddie yeah. there. It was yeah. so good. Um, all right, coming up, we're going to get some ponies from our guy, Jim Miller. Uh, he'll uh, tell us what's happening with some of the big prep races, the derby preps. I believe uh, this weekend is the Fountain of Youth, which is one of the big 100-point races. So Jimmy's going to give us the lowdown on all that, tell us what's happening at Hawthorne, and give us some ponies for the weekend. We still have best plays to give everybody. Ooh. We're going to do that before we're out of here. So don't go anywhere, folks. We still got more to do. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, with you each and every week. Get us on demand anytime on the ESPN Chicago app. You will get us uh, on the station over the air on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 on Saturday morning with the Encore replay at But the podcast seven. up quick. Oh, yeah. You always catch up on the podcast. And Absolutely. Jimmy's horses. Ooh. I'll tell you, Jimmy uh, Miller just gives out winners. He is one of the best handicappers in the country from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! Boys, it was so cool seeing both of you last week. That was yeah. an awesome event for the 25 years. Just seeing all the fans out there, seeing all the personalities. And, guys, it was really interesting. I'm sitting there in the suite, and Mike comes in, and we start talking <laughs> horse racing. Then Edzo comes in. Oh, please. He loves it. <laughs> we talked about the OTP. Then Fred Hubner comes in. It, yep. was, it was like the little horse racing box. It was uh, really cool. Absolutely oh, yeah. great. And it's a fun time of year for horse racing. There are all these big Derby preps. Is it the Fountain of Youth or the Florida Derby this weekend? Which is the big one? Right. So Florida Derby Flo- this weekend Florida and the Derby. Arkansas Derby. And the Arkansas Derby. Okay. So the, the, and these are those big 100-point races, Jimmy? Yep. Yeah. These are 100-point races. And they had a couple 100-point races uh, last week as well with the Louisiana Derby and the Jeff Ruby Stakes. And, guys, mm-hmm. the thing that was really cool, the winner of the Jeff Ruby Stakes was a horse that we gave on the air last week yep. by the name of Two Phils. That horse is stabled at Hawthorne right now and training at Hawthorne leading up to the Derby. This is a horse that's atop the Kentucky Derby points leaderboard, so they're going for sure. But it's really cool seeing a horse that you know is going to be competing the first Saturday in May in the flesh on your ground. So that's it's really awesome. That's exciting. That is really great. Uh, what are his odds looking like right now, Jimmy, for two fills? So they're saying that two fills is probably going to be somewhere in the 10 to 15 to 1 range. Okay. 
But the thing that I like about that is this horse really hasn't done anything wrong, won impressively last week. And when I talked to the trainer, Larry Ravelli, he said he doesn't care what the post is going to be for the Derby, the running style for the horse. Just kind of puts the horse in the mix, but he doesn't have to be out front. He doesn't have to be behind. He said all he really wants to be is next to a racehorse to kind of run alongside until he gets to the stretch, and then he just tries to run by that horse, and it worked for him last week. Yeah, you know, I mean, from Revo Ridge to Damascus uh, to Cigar, it was a secretariat uh, who uh, years ago, I think it's been almost 50 years, he just had a birthday the other day. Do you think... He was just the one freak because I said the other day I put him in the top four of my athletes of a lifetime with uh, Ruth, uh, not my lifetime, but in general, Ruth, uh, Jordan, Chamberlain. And then I said secretary only because of the dominance uh, where he basically didn't even get out of the gate clean. You think that's ever going to happen again or is he one of a kind? Mm. I don't think you're going to see someone as dominant as what you saw for secretary because here's the thing. He won the Kentucky Derby in record time. Then he came back two weeks later and won the Preakness. And then three weeks after that, they said, we're going to send a horse after you in the Belmont. And he said, that's just fine. He wasn't tired by any means. Instead, he said on the turn, okay, bye-bye, it's over, and I'm going to go out there and win by 30 lengths. Crazy. That's something that is just completely unheard of. I don't think you're ever going to see a horse that dominant in the sport again. But it is. It was, it was cool because it was captivating. And at yep. that time, Racing was really a marquee event. You tuned in to watch these Triple Crown races, and we're starting to see that again, guys. And I really think the pandemic actually kind of helped racing because racing came back before a lot of other sports did. So people got familiarized with racing again, and it's kind of carried through, which has really been exciting for us. All right, books open uh, the week, this weekend for, first of all, you guys have racing, obviously, and then the books yep. open for the final four matchups on Saturday, right? And it's cool. It's busy now because you got MLB action day yeah. and night, so they got all the baseball action. you got the books open. There's been a lot of focus, actually, on the women's Final Four, too, guys, which is really cool because there's some great matchups there. And then you have, of course, the men's Final Four and championship game. But, yeah, it's busy. A lot going on between the books and racing and Hawthorne, so it is. It's a the, great the, time. The young lady at Iowa is fantastic. Oh, Caitlin Clark, she's Un- awesome. Un- oh. Unbelievable. 12-point dogs. He's gonna, uh, yeah, it's going to be five-on-one, uh, it looks like. Yeah, yeah because what she, because that, that's how good South Carolina is, right? Absolutely. Is that Yeah, but she is something, man. Yes, so check it out. All right, where are we wagering this weekend? All right, so we're going to bet all these horses only to win, but there's a reason we're focusing on these horses. One of them is going to be a horse headed to the Kentucky Oaks and the other two to the Derby. So Oaklawn Park, race 10 on Saturday. This is the Fantasy Stakes. This goes to the Kentucky Oaks. We're going to bet the six wet paint to win. This is a horse that sits back and comes running late, but is very talented. And then our 200-point derby preps, Oaklawn Park, race 12, the Arkansas Derby, bet the eight, reincarnate to win. And then we're going to go to Gulfstream Park, race 14, the Florida Derby. If this horse wins, he's going to be the favorite in the Kentucky Derby. It's the 11, Forte. We've talked about him mm-hmm. time and again, bet him just to win, but watch him and see how impressively he runs. Yeah, as Bears fans, I feel like we've got to bet that horse, by the way. I mean, Forte, come on, we have to. All right, so Oaklawn, the winner of this race, race 10, is going to go to the Oaks, which is uh, always the Friday before the Derby, as Jimmy was just telling you. You're going to bet the six this weekend at Oaklawn in race 10 to win. We're going to stay at Oaklawn for race 12. That's the Arkansas Derby, one of the big prep races, race uh, 12. Uh, the eight horse to win, and then at Gulfstream, the Florida Derby, the 14th race, horse 11 to win. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. If they run okay. good races, we're going to see them back in about a month. Sounds good, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy!
There's Jim Miller with some ponies for you this weekend. All right, Mikey, let's do uh, best bets. What do we like for everyone on this Friday? Well, you know what? I'm going to stick with the White Sox on on one of my picks. I'm going to buy a run and a half once again. Yes. Uh, Lance Lynn, he, he can't be a one-pitch pitcher tonight. You know what? Uh, go to your – even if some of your stuff ain't working. I, he, sometimes last year when he came back, he tended to just lean on the fastball too much. But hopefully they could keep it close. I think the White Sox are out to prove something. Pedro showed some calmness in the, uh, the dugout last night. Uh, they seem to be a together team. I want Eloy – uh, to fix his batting stance. I think that's one of the issues that he may have, and may, and hopefully he stays healthy. But tonight, hopefully he'll have a big night. So I'm going to take uh, the plus one and a half runs at minus 165. Love it. All right. So the White Sox on the run line. I'll give you a play here in the first of the two final four games for Saturday, the FAU San Diego State game. We talked about the incredibly low total and the reasons why. We're, I'm going to give out first half under 60 and a half. FAU shoots a lot of threes. 26 threes per game. Only They're one of only six teams in the country to attempt over 1,000 threes on the season. They make about 36.5%. They have not been great from distance in this tournament. They're taking about 27 threes per game. They're shooting just 31.2%. And what does San Diego State do better than any team in the country? Guard the three-point line. Opponents are shooting below 20, uh, 20% against them in the tournament. Neither of these teams has ever been in this spot with a trip to the national championship on the line. Big cavernous dome. We always know that the shooting sight lines are kind of goofy. I think this thing this thing gets off to a slow start. We're going to say under 60.5 in the first half for FAU and San Diego State. Well, that's a great pick and an interesting pick, Carm. We don't do a lot of those first-half picks. So, folks, you just listen up to Carm on that one. One more pick, and don't forget, I'll be on it. 148 with Carmen Yurko with another pick, and this will have um, something to do uh, with the same game. I'm taking the run and a half, the Colorado Rockies, minus the 130 against San Diego, 840 game tonight. San Diego, good ball club, but I still like the one and a half, which, by the way, saved me twice yesterday, folks. Sometimes you can lose by a run on the money line, and you get screwed. That run and a half, no different than the game of professional football, but I'll tell you what, a run and a half is like a touchdown. Sure. In pro football. So I'm going to take the run and a half. The Colorado Rockies off to a 1 0 start. People looking for San Diego to try to bounce back, but I like Colorado. Nice win for Colorado to open up the season yesterday. Absolutely. I'll give out one more. I I love one more. uh, It was Hemming and Hahn. Well, what the hell? Let's do it anyway. Or Hahn and Hemming. Or one of the two. Yeah. Lakers on the road at the T Wolves tonight. They are a one point favorite. Minnesota's the eight seed right now, just a half game ahead of the Lakers in nine. Uh, AD's been incredible this month. Mike and I were talking about this. 27 and 12. Lakers have gone 8 and 4 straight up in the 12 games he's played. LeBron's back. He looks a little bit fresher. He was fantastic uh, in the game at the United Center a couple of nights ago. I'll say Lakers minus the one at Minnesota tonight. That's not a bad bet. There we I mean, go, you know, who's, It's it's a it's a basically a picket game. Let me yep. just see if I got a quick read on that game. Tell me Lakers. I love it. All right. I the love Lakers. It. Love it. Hopefully we bounce back. We don't have two losing weeks in a row. I was the one that brought us down last week, two or three. As a team, uh, we'll come back this week, folks. Don't don't stray. Don't stray is right. Thanks, Eric Ostrowski, for producing the show uh, today. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And most importantly, thank you for listening. And enjoy uh, all the the weekend stuff, uh, you know, all the stuff that the weekend has to offer, the Final Four. Uh, and baseball is back, and then next week we got Masters and a lot of other fun stuff we'll be talking about, Mikey. So I look forward to it, and happy wagering, my friend. You too. So long, everybody. 
This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.